This podcast was recorded from our twice-weekly live stream. To watch this video or see other episodes of The Spiritual Journalist, head to thespiritualjournalist.com or find me on YouTube. You can find a link in the show notes. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here, and I'm so excited for today's conversation with Marissa of Starseeded. So today we're exploring the concept of a starseed. What is it? You might have heard of it before, or you might just be curious like me. So if you've ever looked up into the stars and felt this deep sense of belonging, or maybe you consider yourself kind of weird, maybe you're the black sheep of your family, well, you might be a starseed. So today we're talking with an expert on the matter about what it means to be a starseed. And once you figure out if you are, what to do with that information here on Earth. So let's dive right in. I've always been a deeply curious person, talking with anyone who would listen and soaking in as much information as possible. So it's no surprise my love for storytelling led me to a career in journalism. But after nearly a decade working in newsrooms across the West Coast, I realized I wanted to start asking questions you probably wouldn't see on your local news. So I left my job as a morning TV reporter and started The Spiritual Journalist. This isn't just a YouTube channel, podcast, website, or social media page. This is a live conversation where you get to ask questions too, because I'm not the expert. I'm not here to tell you what to believe. My goal is to connect you with people who have profound experiences and inspirational stories to share. And we'll definitely mix a little astrology in too. So if you're like me, you have this insatiable curiosity and you love deep conversations too, well, this is the place for you. Together each week, we'll explore everything from crystals and tarot to mental health and the environment. There are no wrong questions here. My ultimate goal is for you to come away from each episode with a new perspective and an expanded consciousness. This is a channel for the collective. This is a community for the curious. This is The Spiritual Journalist. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited for our conversation today. Uh, I know we have so much we're going to talk about, but I always start these interviews with a look at your birth chart, which seems very fitting. We're talking about star seeds and all the stars, the galaxies, the planets. Um, so are you game to look at yours? Let's do it. Now, have you had a birth chart reading before? I have a feeling you kind of know your makeup. I'm intimate with the stars, yes. Yes. Okay. Well, since since you are familiar with your chart, if there's anything that is coming up for you or that, you know, any commentary you feel like you can add, totally jump in. You know your chart better than I know your chart because, you know, you know yourself better than I know you. So um, definitely feel free to jump in and uh, let me know if anything resonates or if there's anything that you can point out. But first, we'll just start with the basics we know that you're a libra your son is in libra in your fourth house and 
this is really fun for me because, you know, this is our first time actually having a conversation. I've just been following you on social media and seeing your videos occasionally. And I feel like your Libra sun definitely comes out. You have this very gentle, calming energy, very balanced when you speak, how you show up on social media and also like the aesthetic, right? Like your Instagram is beautiful. Your website is beautiful. All about that nice, beautiful aesthetic. Um, but then your rising is in cancer, which again is, I feel like your whole chart is just like, I am so gentle and nourishing. <laughs> like <laughs> you have such beautiful water energy. Um, your cancer rising, I think is really awesome because it, I think it makes people feel kind of safe in your presence. You know, that very feminine, gentle, nurturing energy. But what I think is also interesting about this is that your Mars is very close to your rising sign and your Mars being in the 12th house tells me that you take action from a place of spirituality um, and that, you know, you have this wisdom from past lives being a star seed and you take action from that place. Um, and then your moon is in Pisces again. <laughs> just this gentle, beautiful, sensitive energy. <laughs> but what's also cool about this is that your moon is conjunct your midheaven. So the midheaven being your highest potential in your career. And I'm curious how that shows up for you. Do you feel like you um, infuse your emotions or your feelings into your business? Um, yes, for sure. And I also think like my message and the way I show up is very intuitive, like a Piscean. Um, it's very watery. It's very musical. I talk about music and, you know, all spirituality is, is music. It's frequency. Um, it's resonance. So um, with my Piscean moon and my Midhaven, it's kind of like this synergetic um connection with like being a channel for the collective while also like fully embodying my dharma fully embodying my mission and, and while still like nurturing myself because like we all know we can only nurture others as much as we nurture the self and like as you can see like the mother archetype is like so embedded in my chart like i one of my biggest initiations in my healing was to be a mother to myself first um to nurture myself to slow down to all the yin because i grew up in new york i started my journey in new york new york city um so like the yang aspects of me the hustler is like if you know me off screen you're like oh marissa like gets it um, so like <laughs> learning how to mother myself was a big initiation in the service that i do for the collective that is such a beautiful interpretation i love having people on who um, know their own birth charts too especially since you know i i've had people i know on who i know intimately and it's really easy for me to be like oh this is how this shows up in your life but since i don't know you yeah it's great insight finding out all of this. And I think it's interesting too, that you talked about mothering yourself and learning to mother yourself, because as you know, your son is also in the fourth house, the house of the mother. So there's just like all of this divine feminine mother energy in your chart. And I also have to ask you, how's your Saturn return going? Because that is happening for you like right now, as we speak, we're like, this week basically yeah. <laughs> um well this this week has been like this last few weeks have been really really just 
everything kind of in alignment and my power and my purpose. Um, but this last year has been like such a roller coaster. I moved from New York City. Um, I experimented with my business um, and, you know, experimented with just like diving really, really deep in the unseen realms and the subconscious and, you know, allowed myself to like the Piscean, like water energy, like dive. Um, yeah. And, you know, you know, that's a, a, a surrendering to the unknown is such a beautiful practice and such a beautiful opportunity to let go of limiting beliefs and to really um, discover the self more intimately. But on the other side, it's like, all right, well, now I'm like, I like miss my yang, like I want to get back in there. And like in the last two <clears throat> weeks, I felt like such a huge shift. I'm like, locked and loaded i'm like <laughs> guns a blazing i'm like i know the mission i know what i'm doing in 2022 i'm so ready um mm -hmm. and so it's going great <laughs> yeah and capricorn season just started today too so that that yang energy is you know right on time for you if you're ready to start hustling capricorn season can definitely help with that of course and i think it's interesting too uh you know I'm only about six months, eight months younger than you. So we have similar, you know, outer body placements, but I also have Saturn and Aquarius and I have kind of done what you were talking about, like leaning into technology, taking my business into the virtual world, connecting with people virtually. And it seems like that has brought you so much success so far over the past year. Your Instagram has, did it blow up overnight or was it a gradual thing for you? um like a little bit of both i started <laughs> like it feels like it blew up overnight because if you had talked to me like any other time in my life i would have been like no i will never be on social media like i don't like to be like i like to do my things my own like in that safe mothering nurturing safe space that i create for myself mm -hmm. um but once covid hit i felt like such an like like an intuitive drive to start showing up online and talking about what it means to be a starseed, what mental health, mindfulness, meditation, because there was such a need for connection. And, you know, the more I shared myself, the the more easy it became, the more people gravitated towards what I was saying. And like, as you see in my chart, like I'm all flow, like the, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, like the strategy with me is intuition. Um, yeah. So I just started Starseeded um, April 14th, 2020. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it blew up like 40K in two, two years is, is overnight and amazing. <laughs> my book <laughs> amazing a couple yeah. more things about your chart as you're saying all of this um you know i think it's interesting that you talked about not necessarily wanting to have this like big social media presence or perform or show up because your chiron is in leo in your second house so that like no i don't want to be on stage i don't want to be the drama you know probably showed up for you a little bit like why would i want to be seen in that way um but Obviously, you are working through or have worked through that a little bit. And as we know, with the wounded healer, once you heal those wounds for yourself, you can heal them for other people, which you're already doing. And then also with this being in your second house, this is like once you figure that out, money is just flowing to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 
And yeah. it's it's a and that those Chiron placements, it's a lifelong, it's a lifelong, it's mm-hmm. the journey of this lifetime. Is that 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 big, you know, wound? If we mm-hmm. want to call it a wound, we, we could just call it like a um, initiation. Um, I like that. Yeah, I like that. It's the key, right? It's the unlocking of our greatest power. Exactly. Like we don't have yeah. to, like when we use the word wound, we already put ourselves into the perspective of being a victim of something. Mm-hmm. And we're never, you know, we can subscribe to the idea of being a victim of something, but we never really are. It's all perspective. Um I mean, that's like a, that's a podcast episode that we can talk about for like two hours straight, but like, I'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. When we do a podcast on Chiron, like I'm bringing you on already. I'm like, wow, I've never thought of Chiron that way. So that's awesome. The last thing I have, to, I feel like this is less of a reading and me just asking you about your chart, but I love that too. Um, I have to ask you, like, are you a little bit psychic? Because <laughs> your chart is like, hi, all the water signs, Venus and Scorpio, Mercury and Scorpio, it looks like as well. So I mean, are, do you get intuitive messages like all the time? Yeah. That's very loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I saw. I'm like beauty, flow, harmony, but also so much water. And then just with the work you do, I'm like, it, I, I'm sure you're just getting constant intuitive hits. Stuff is just flowing through you all the time. Yeah, it's definitely like, you know, once you turn on, you're like, everyone's intuitive, everyone's psychic, everyone has these capabilities. It's just like tuning into that radio frequency within your own mental space. And then it's like, you know, kind of like, like if you're a disc jockey or some sort of DJ, it's always kind of like balancing the levels and being like, okay, like at (laughs) at this Christmas table, I'm like, okay we dial this all the way back and let's be psychoanalyzing everyone at the christmas table but it's such a it's such a beautiful gift to be uh like a sacred mirror for others and just hold people in unconditional love as they uh as i can reflect to them what needs to be reflected i think that was like the perfect sentence to talk about your chart being a sacred mirror being a libra like the mirror the balance there and then just all that watery feminine energy which is actually a big reason that i was drawn to you because as you know there are so many people you know talking about star seeds i knew i wanted to do an episode on what a star seed was when i was first introduced to this concept i was like this is really different. I never heard about it before. And I think it helps a lot of people feel seen. And it's funny because in other interviews, I pulled from the Starseed Oracle deck where I've said like, hey, you should look up what a Starseed is. You might resonate with it. But more and more, especially through COVID, as more people are awakening, um, you know, you're seeing more people talking about being a Starseed or having Starseed programs. But I wanted to reach out to you because of that energy that you have, because Every time I see you come on social media, I just feel calm and comfortable. And it's Mm -hmm. like that very safe, feminine energy. Um, So I was just drawn to you for that. And and then I see your chart and it makes perfect sense. But I'm curious to start our deep dive into what a starseed is. How did you first discover this concept? Oh, this is one of my favorite (laughs) questions. Um, And it's very sacred to me. so uh, I have a, a sacred partner that I've been with for almost nine years, and he he is just like 
next level traveler. And, you know, he introduced me to um, a channel named Bashar. And originally I was like, I don't know about this channeling thing, the Asasanis, the hybrids. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually left brain dominant, even though I'm all water and all feminine and very creative. Um, so I'm the type of person that I won't believe it until like I experience it. I'm a very mm -hmm. like scientific kind of gal as it comes to mm -hmm. like metaphysics and um, spirituality. Um, so I was like, I don't know about this whole channeling, the, the Bashar, CE5, but I'm open to it. I'm always open. Always mm -hmm. love to be proven wrong because we're always wrong and right simultaneously. The Libra. Um, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so many moons ago, um, we were living in New York City and we chose like a last minute trip. We were going to do a glamping trip. Um, so we just booked to a, like a tent on someone's land um, on Labor Day weekend, like 12 hours before we go and we book it and we show up on their land like 11 11 of course you can't write this stuff mm -hmm. um and you know these beautiful women come to the car and like escort us to our cute little cabin in the woods and uh, and they're wearing lapis and they're wearing all the crystals that like i'm wearing simultaneously and i'm like where did you take me like what is this like mystical like parallel universe that we just stepped into and um we started talking and they noticed that my partner was wearing a bashar pendant so it ended up we were on the land of a channeler who conducts ce5 events and ce5 is human facilitated contact with extraterrestrials and Ooh. yeah and um so we met these beautiful women and um they're very much like elders in the community and um they welcomed us with open arms and i sat with the channel and they were like well you are a star seed like you are here to work with star seeds yada 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 and they like really introduced me to the concept of starseed i got introduced to the concept of a starseed by a galactic being channeled by the woman on this land amazing and then yeah and then we started working with them and doing ceremony with them and doing cosmic contact ce5 and communicating with ets and i'm like all right i'm full sent i get it let's go <laughs> so in that experience like I mean, were you someone who was always like, yes, I believe in, you know, aliens, extraterrestrial life. I think a lot of people are there, but what was it about that experience that you, you know, you said you're someone, you need to see it yourself. How did you know that this was true, that this was the truth? Um, so whenever we're talking about like metaphysical working with um, things beyond the veil, whether it's aliens, whether it's ancestors, I believe it's really important for people to practice it themselves, to feel the subtle frequencies, to understand what is happening um, before like blind faith. You know, I think blind mm -hmm. faith in the past has gotten us into sticky territory. Um, so empowering others to like really feel into the subtle energies is is part of my mission and part of what i do but so while i was there um 
and I sat in ceremony with the channel, feeling her bring in the galactic being that she was channeling, like, it was like, oh, like, literally a wave and like feeling, interacting with these beings, like feeling it viscerally is when it like transcended uh, a concept to something that was as tangible as, as petting an animal. Yeah. So you go to this ceremony, you have this profound experience. When you go back to New York City with your partner, how do you then start integrating that? And when does this become, you know, were you working in a spiritual field at that point? Or when did you kind of decide to shift that into being your, your purpose? Mm, great question. So, um, no, I actually, I also too used to work in a newsroom. I used to run uh, the video production uh, segment of um, a nonprofit. And um, I worked primarily in documentary film. And Amazing. I still work a little bit in that area too. We'll, we'll be bringing that into Star Seated. Um, but what, you know, after that experience, it first came to like me just like diving into research mode and like researching all these different channelers, reading all of this material, you know, working with crystals, working with subtle energy, understanding like, you know, where where that belief turned into that physical, tangible feeling like petting a dog, like learning and playing with that and playing with the invisible realm, um, working with subtle energy. So I really just went into like, I want to learn everything about like not only ETs, but working with subtle energy. Whenever we talk about like quantum or manifestation or any of these buzzwords, it all relies in the subtle energy fields just like communicating with your star family. So after that experience, it just like kind of just blew open the doors and I'm like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna understand this stuff. Amazing. So let's go to the basics for people who have not yet been introduced to the concept of a star seed. What is it? Mm, so I like to say that a star seed is just a cosmic being um, here on the earth plane to uplift humanity. Um, if we were to break it down, I believe and we're all made out of star stuff. Star seeds are just simply activating the remembrance of the incarnations they've had on different star systems. So it's not necessarily like your star seed or your star seed. It's like you choose to explore your cosmic divinity or just enjoy the human experience and you can do both or you could do one and you know weave them together but it's i think that's like where i my perspective shifts a little bit than i think the masses i think everyone is special mm -hmm. everyone comes from the stars it's just activating those aspects of you that are aligned with your cosmic divinity with those incarnations and with that remembrance so do you think that means everyone has the potential to be a star seed or um is it just those of us or, or those people who have incarnated into this lifetime with enough past life experience or you know is everybody one i think it's a great question and you know you know 
ultimately we know nothing, right? So it's it's always food for thought, um, whether there are specific beings here that are higher incarnation or a higher level of consciousness um, that have had more uh, cosmic lifetimes. And I think once you start exploring your incarnations in your lifetimes, you start seeing like, oh, wait, like I haven't had that many lifetimes on earth. And then it becomes a little bit more like, oh, I came here for this time. Um, and that's where like this real concrete idea of starseeded comes from is like a, a cosmic being who incarnated on earth at this time for a specific reason. But when we boil it all down, we come from one source. Yes, yes. I love, I have to say, I really appreciate how you are committed to we don't know everything, you know, and, and that's really why I started this show, um, because I, I'm not the expert and I don't want to be the expert and I don't claim to know all of these things. And, um, you know, you have devoted your career and your purpose into diving into this specific thing. But I think that's so important to still acknowledge we really don't. No, you know, unless we can actually go to another star system, which we don't have the technology to do in this time period, we really don't know what's out there. Um, so I know that once you kind of go into, okay, I am a star seed or I feel like I'm a star seed, there are lots of different star families. There's a lot you can learn. Explain to me about the different star families and how you discover maybe which one you're, you're from, your descendant from. Absolutely. So I love that you said that like we don't have the technology to go to different star systems. And while we might not have the physical like structures and technology to like get on a ship and go, we do have spiritual technology. Meditation is spiritual technology. Light language is spiritual technology of of exporting the consciousness into higher realms of experience and consciousness. So through meditation, through past life regression, through trance hypnotherapy, through opening up your channel and learning with subtle energies is how you can start exploring these higher dimensional fields. Um, and, you know, there's some fabulous, fabulous channels that have um, kind of decoded galactic history and, um, you know, so, so reading some of that material and kind of like allowing your consciousness to go explore those star, star systems um, is kind of how you can start to feel and resonate with the different beings that make up your genetic blueprint, your galactic soul. Right. So I know people can, um, you know, like you said, meditation or hypnotherapy, astral travel, I would imagine is another way to connect with, you know, your star family. Do you identify with one star family and how did you discover that connection? If so. Oh, wow. What a wonderful question. So I don't like to like expose my last name because I'm the only one and like I have people that follow me, but my last name is Roar. So that would, um, <laughs> that would, I love how I was like, I don't like to do this, but here we go. Um, <laughs> um, and I think our, our earthly names are 
part of the like breadcrumbs that are left in, you know, in our soul contract when we come to earth, like our galactic family is like, well, she will have this, she will be a Piscean moon. So she'll remember her connection with water. And maybe she'll remember she, she's from Sirius or like she will be born in Waterbury. And, you know, this concept of water will be really embedded in her consciousness. So she'll remember and like, her last name should be Roar, so she remembers that she's part of the Lyran race. So I think there are codes um, within our awareness, within our just in our birth charts, in human design, and all of these different like aspects uh, or like modalities of learning more about the self um, that kind of make up your soul blueprint. So with that being said, um, my connection to Sirius is very strong, and my name Marissa means of the sea. Um, and Sirius is a star system, a binary star system, and one of the main stars is a water planet, and that's where cetaceans or dolphins are known to seed from. So some say, you know, dolphins are like OG star seeds. I've seen that a lot. Um, and so how did you, I know you said your name, you kind of discover this through your birth chart, through different things. How do you recommend other people if they do feel like, okay, I, I feel like I am really intuitive or I have this feeling I'm from somewhere else, or maybe I came to this lifetime and I'm like, how the hell did I get here? Like, who are the people around me? Why, why am I here? How do you encourage people to explore the different star families or, or open themselves up to that connection? Great question. So one of my favorite um, suggestions is to work with the night sky, um, to sit into meditation under the night sky. And, you know, the stars communicate with us. You know, this is also working with subtle energy. So the stars communicate with us. And if you sit in meditation and you tune into the night sky and allow your consciousness to be magnetically pulled and feel where you're being pulled to from the night sky um, and like look up and see the star, you can tap into the consciousness of that star. You can tap into the consciousness of that star system. And then you can take out your phone and download the app Starwalk and see what star is communicating with you. And most likely you have active DNA from that star system that is being activated. That's what that magnetic pull feels like. It's like, oh, I'm remembering. Oh, I'm downloading. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gravitating to this frequency uh, that is very familiar to to me. And it's so cool too when we're talking about the stars because it, you know, you can look up and physically see a lot of these star systems, which is so wild. You know, there is this physical connection when we're talking about something so esoteric and kind of like out there to the normal human being. Oh yeah. I mean, we're all we're all cosmic beings. I think, you know, and this is what I love, what I do. And like, I'm always like up for the challenge to talk to anyone about these concepts, because I think when you do activate the starseed um, aspect of you, it is it is part of your mission to have these conversations with people who don't believe or who think it's all woo woo. And, you know, one of my favorite ways of bridging this conversation um, 
because I've done a lot of past life work. And so one one of the ways I kind of explain the concept of being a a galactic being or a starseed is, you know, we've all lived multiple lives, right? And do you believe there are other lives on different planets, different star systems? Do you think humans are the only beings in the galaxy? And most people will be like, no, I believe in extraterrestrial life. And I was like, well, if, if you believe we've lived multiple lives, then you've lived multiple lives in different dimensions and different star systems. And just tuning into that awareness, tuning into that remembrance is how we just activate more aspects of our multidimensional self. And it totally opens up the conversation, that scientific, more left brain conversation, like you were talking about, of, um, you know, quantum physics and timelines and parallel dimensions and things like that. So, uh, you know, do you feel like you have a solid grasp on all those things? Or is that something you're constantly exploring and learning? Because it just feels like there's so many possibilities infinite possibilities and forever forever devoted to being the student i think that's what's so fun about metaphysics and quantum mechanics you know it it can always get smaller and it can always get bigger you know there's there's all these concepts there's all these timelines there's all these rabbit holes to explore when talking about consciousness when talking about metaphysics um and i think like one embodying that knowing of like i'm always a student you let go of your ego and you allow your consciousness to explore um and i think that's a big a big aspect in the spiritual evolution of a human is to always be exploring always follow your excitement in learning read like go to the bookstore read the books read you don't have to read all of the books but read a book read a little bit here read a little bit there like this is all information that like I truly believe, like, especially with books and, like, wisdom, like, we, our higher consciousness, our higher wisdom is always navigating us and, like, what information we need at a certain time and a certain place. So always, always explore. I love that you just said that, too, because, um, you know, starting this show, I've had a lot of people be like, read this or do this or you have to explore this concept. And it feels really overwhelming. And I've really been um, reminding myself that whatever information I need will reveal itself to me when I need it. And whatever I feel called to or curious about is what I'm supposed to be exploring at that moment. And I think that's really a good mindset to have in any sort of spiritual research, because like I said, it can be really overwhelming and like I have to figure out my purpose or I have to figure out the meaning of life. And it's like, like you said, that's a lifelong mission. Um, but I'm really curious about your past life regression work. What has been revealed to you and, and how, um, what kinds of sessions or past life regression therapies have you gone through? Great question. So past life regression was, you know, one of the main modalities that really activated my vision, my just ability to just like tap into past lives with other people. So like in in retreats and in ceremonies, like I like can see very, very very much through the veil so i'd be like wow i see your egyptian you know segment incarnation so strongly like do you have this 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 so that's really fun about working with past lives and like opening yourself up to see beyond the veil of this incarnation um but yeah so some of the most profound experiences i've had in past life regression um 
are two main ones. One, I met um, a Lyran daughter, so a Lyran um, cub. And, like, I'm not mother, um, but, like, I felt what it felt like to be a mother. And it was, like, I can't can't put it to words. Mm -hmm. But, like, being, like, introduced to that, huge feeling um and responsibility and unconditional love was like whoa um it was a lot but it was beautiful (laughs) that's amazing And, and i mean you know i'm guessing that maybe that's something you want to do in this lifetime is to be a mother and just by looking at your birth chart i'm like you're kind of meant to be this great mom if that's something you want to do you just have such nurturing energy and then like you said that pisces moon being able to like tap in and channel things just seems like with your birth chart it's it's right in line so you are exploring these things you're learning about your own past lives you're continually learning when was the shift that you decided, okay, now I want to do this for other people. Now I want to help other people through these same experiences and open their consciousness up to their past lives or their um, connection to stars? Um, Great question. I think it just like happened gradually. It wasn't like a moment where I was like, you know what, like I'm all in and like, I'm still in that space where like, I'm so fluid. Like, I don't know how like my journey with Starseeded and being like a spiritual guide and mentor is going to shift and flow. Um, but, you know, the more time I spent in um, meditation and ceremony um, and physical retreat with people, I saw the benefit of, you know, really activating these uh, multi, multi-dimensional aspects of people and seeing how it assisted them in their path, in their purpose, in in what they were doing, you know, like activating that Lyran, that lion energy in someone who who is doing, I don't know, doing something, um, being a divine feminine coach, I don't know, um, like, you know, activating them and like seeing, like activating that vision of seeing them through my eyes of that incarnation helps them come embodied with like more of their mission and more of their multidimensional self because ultimately like we have lived so many different lifetimes and all of those all of that wisdom all of that knowledge is embedded in our being and when we open up those little corridors of our consciousness we can download more information that is already being subconsciously tapped into And do you feel like it gives people more confidence too? Because I think a lot of us, maybe women especially, are kind of like, well, who am I to teach somebody or who am I to be this person in the world that's showing up this way? But when you have sessions with people or open them up to these things, do you find that they are like, oh yeah, I remember, like I I know my shit. Mm hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you know, humans just need that biofeedback. We need like that eye contact and be like, I see you and you're a powerful sorceress, like embodied in your magic. And sometimes that's all people need, you know, like, like, I don't want to downplay all of what spirituality is. But like, at the end of the day, 
we're just looking to be seen, appreciated, and valued for what we bring to the table. And we all have, we all are so divine. We are all so magical. And I think the more everyone just feels embodied in that magic, the more we'll see our paradigm shift into a more unconditionally loving paradigm. Well, I feel like this is the perfect segue to talk about what a light worker is. So to you, what's the difference between a star seed and a light worker, if if anything? Um, you know, the, these questions are hard because I'm someone who does not like being that black sheep of the family, like just does not like identification. And I think, you know, you know, coming up with and like identifying as a certain being or a certain label can really help someone come into their power. But at the end of the day, they're all boxes. Um, so yeah, you're a light worker and a star seed and, and this and that. Um, but it's like, you, you know, we can, these tuning into something that helps with our identity can be a tool for some time, but then it can be a crutch. So allowing yourself to be fluid in how you identify is really, really important in the evolution of a soul. Kind of whatever label you resonate with. It, do you think yeah. there is a, a difference fundamentally between being a starseed and being a light worker or? Um, I don't because I think, I think, working with consciousness working with light working with dark like it's all kind of i think it's it's really hard to define to be honest i think we we're doing when we do light work we're doing multiple things in different dimensions and there's a polar aspect of you while you're doing light work that's doing shadow work you know so again the libra the duality i love that um and you know it's something i have noticed too that you touched on is when you start getting into your own spirituality, maybe you're going through a spiritual awakening, you start listening to podcasts, you start watching YouTube videos. And I started to notice, which was a big motivation for me starting this show, that you know I would be watching people and they would say, oh, well, I'm Syrian, or oh, I'm, I'm Pleiadian, or, or whatever star family I'm from, and, and that's it. That's it, that's, mm -hmm. it is what it is, and I'm from this star family, and this means this. And, I think it's cool and it interested me, but I'm like, okay, well, what, what do I do with that? You know what I mean? Like I can know, I can have this wisdom that I came from the stars and, but what does that really mean? You just kind of slapped a label on yourself and now you're this like divine being, but what are you going to do with that? You know? So do you, it's kind of like what you were talking about of not wanting to just label something because it's kind of more the meaning to you behind the label, right? Mm -hmm. You're all of it. It's your ego classifying this or that. And then once right. you're like, oh, I'm that. And, and I think, and there is validity in saying like, I have like a lot of Syrian aspects to me because like you feel a more potent resonance with that type of being, with that star. But that's just in this space time moment, you know? So don't limit yourself in being one aspect of the multidimensional self. We are literally the embodiment of all of the cosmos, like as above, so below. So don't don't play it out small. And like being the divine being that's Pleiadian is like I know this is going to be shocking, but it is playing small because you're limiting yourself from exploring other dimensions and aspects of the self. So right, so and who knows if the Pleiadians called themselves 
Pleiadians or, well, you know what I mean? They probably, they had a whole other language. Like we just decided that this is what this one thing is called in our language and our consciousness. And so, yeah, I, I appreciate that you're like, it's like astrology too. You know, once you dive deeper into astrology, you tend to think your whole life, if, if you've read your horoscope, oh, I'm a Virgo. Okay. That means this. But then you look at your whole chart, which is the beautiful thing about astrology. And you're like, but I'm so much more than just a perfectionist uptight Virgo. I have all these other things and all these other qualities and all this other potential in my chart to explore. And so, you know, I think it, I wish there was some sort of like you know, starseed chart you could just take or whatever to see. But then I guess that takes away the mystery and the exploration of the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. You can work with your, your natal chart. So, um, you? yeah. Um, and I would do starseed um, ancestry sessions, um, which I may open back up. Um, so, so some of the main star systems are in our constellations. So Pleiades is in the Taurus constellation. So if oh. your son is in Taurus, you have a lot of Pleiadian DNA. Interesting. Inter is there any connection to Virgo? <laughs> That's me. Virgo, Virgo is the divine mother. And I would, I would say, like, this is just intuitively what I pick up. I think Virgo is also very Pleiadian and like Nordic Pleiadian. I could see that. I feel like anytime I hear different starseed like names or anytime I've heard them, I always feel like drawn to that one the most. But I also I'm just like, yeah, sure. I don't know what I am. I just I'm a Virgo <laughs> or yeah. you know, I, I haven't uh, necessarily dove deep into like past lives or anything like that, although I do want to. Um, so you've mentioned a couple of times that you were the black sheep of your family. And I think that's how I've described like you might be a starseed if you're kind of the weird one in your family. Did that, um, did, did, first of all, tell me what that looked like for you being the black sheep and then discovering that you're a starseed. How did that um, change your perspective of how you fit into your family? Mm, that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful question. Um, and it's hard because I think it comes with maturity too. Um, and it's like, oh, you know, I used to, victimize the self or like be like why aren't I like everyone else and then you mature and you're like oh I see that my weirdness and the fact that I'm different is actually my strength and and then the further confirmation of being a star seed you're like oh this is this is why I'm here so it's kind of like a blend of maturity and understanding of this concept of a star seed that it's helped me on my journey um but, you know, I've always been the, like, highly creative, um, adventurous, uh, like, burn the white picket fence girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, as, as I got older and, uh, you know, started diving into starseeds and purpose, um, I know, like, I see... I, I, it's the same thing. Like I see myself as a black sheep, as as a strength. Um, I see my differences as a strength. I see it, and I see my situation as being a bridge, um, not like ostracized, but to be, um, you know, a pathway for one way of life to see the other way of life, and to have unconditional love for all ways of life. 
Mm, I love that so much. Uh, and you, you talked a little bit about this earlier, but doing the light work while doing the shadow work. So how did shadow work play into your whole journey or how does it continue to play into it? Every day. That Chiron is in Leo. <laughs> Every day. Um, so shadow work is is such a powerful modality and i think working in spirituality it it like it illuminates very fast um when working with other people who have worked very much on their self the you know the more you work with people who have like cleaned the mirror of being a sacred mirror the more of your shadow aspects reflect back to yourself so you know shadow work is the most important thing like i think you know it's fun to focus on the light and activating the light body and being a cosmic being but like also like the kali archetype you know the 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 light warrior archetype who like comes to go into the darkness to liberate beings into the light to liberate aspects of the self into the light is honestly more powerful than the, than the fun stuff. Oh, I just got yeah. chills. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, probably my Scorpio moon. I'm like, I'm here to activate people from their depths. You know? yes. <laughs> I love Scorpionic uh, energy. I do too. I do too. And, uh, you know, just like, like we were talking about discovering I had a Scorpio moon. It was so liberating for me. Like, oh, I have all this depth. I have these shadows and the shadows are actually very powerful once i'm willing to face them but you mentioned before we started the stream that is a lot of people go back home or around families for the mm -hmm. holidays you know regardless of your beliefs our shadows our insecurities our darkness can kind of be activated around family we can fall back into past versions of ourselves venus is retrograde right now you know so how do you work through that uh and how important do you think it is to be aware of that as we're all going to be around our families. Oh, I love this, love, love, love this conversation. Because um, I think, you know, those who are on a spiritual journey and those who are star seeds, it is our birthright to be a bridge, to be a bridge to unconditional love, to um, embody the state of neutrality. Because, you know, there will be triggers that will come up. Your your, your mom, your aunt, your, your wacky uncle is going to say something stupid and you're gonna be like <laughs> no wrong but like if you can hone your integrity and hone into your sovereignty and hold that like beacon of life light and life um and just emanate unconditional love and understanding to the people around you your family who are your most sacred mirrors then you are you're liberating aspects of yourself you're liberating generations of aspects of your familial line by just honoring and loving the full spectrum of your family instead of fighting it because there's no point in fighting it right especially with i think older generations as well you know um when you get into spirituality and healing and you learn that you know healing yourself heals your ancestors heals the people before you i think for me at least that's helped me give a lot more grace to other people in my family and stand in that light right stand as a sovereign being like it's okay like i got you i got you you know yeah. um a couple more questions for you that i just like i have to ask so you Please. mentioned that you have this beautiful sacred partnership you've been with your partner for nine years i think is what you said 
So I have to ask you if you believe in the concept of a twin flame and, and what your thoughts are on that. Again, like not a fan of identity. <laughs> um, I think mm -hmm. it's a concept. If it resonates with you, if it excites you, if I, I think that's beautiful. I, I just also don't think anyone should tie into any classification because that limits you. Yeah, I love that. I love that response. So, um, you know, you you are now on this this journey. You've kind of stepped into this purpose. Star Seated has totally taken off over the past couple of years. Where do you see it going from here? And and how has your mission kind of shifted as you've gained more traction and seen all these people drawn to your energy and drawn to your light? Mm. Well, we're always flowing, we're always changing, but my intention for 2022 is in-person retreats. Um, I'm gonna try to do one every month or so. Um, I do like a weekly meditation group, so I do have a community that I meditate weekly with, um, but I see the power of really um, coming together and seeing one another, seeing each other's multidimensionality, commute, like, offering a space, a safe space for people to open up their channels, to communicate with their ancestors, to communicate with their spirit guides, to have active CE5 cosmic contact, to get those confirmations of your path and your purpose and the cosmic being that you are. And I think there's, you know, these last two years have been extremely hard for everyone. And, you know, there has been so many spiritual so much spiritual awakening i think it's really really important to be held to feel safe to feel loved to feel seen in all the growth that you've done um that we've done as a collective so um you know i i just want to host events for people to activate and remember how magical they are do you find that you are extremely activating to other people because i you know, the first person who even introduced me to the concept of a star seed was Kat from Crystal Rising, who I know you're connected with. And I adore her. She's also a Libra. Um, but every time I'm around her, seriously, like if I say something to her, I feel like I'm just speaking it into existence. Like just being around her activates me so much. And I tell her that every time, like I come away from hanging out with her or a circle with her and I have all these downloads and I have even this show. She's the first person I was like, I want to start a live stream. And then six months later, it, here it is. So do you find you have that effect on people? Um, I, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, and anyone who does the work of removing the debris, the shadows that get in, a, in the way of you shining your light, I think are activating beings. Um, and it's like to the point where sometimes like when I'm doing this work, I'm like, okay, like I have to like help people ground like, I have to like, you know, <laughs> I like that's what's so what a gift like my my genome my blueprint of being like that cosmic mother is like like when you get like a, a hug from Marissa it's like five minutes long um and so like even though like my energy and like the work that I do in the invisible realm is highly activating it is so important to me to like to be that safe grounding space in the physical 3d earth you know i think yeah it's really if you get into this it can be easy to drift off into the cosmos and get so lost in everything all these concepts but having 
you know, that container, someone who can help you integrate and bring it back down to earth, I think is so important. Yeah, Kat's also the first person who introduced me to the idea of communicating with ETs, and that's something you do as well. So what does that look like? Oh, oh, it's fun. Um, it's highly activating if we're talking about activating. Um, so light language is a way to communicate with um, interdimensional beings, extra dimensional beings, and um, also CE5 cosmic contact. Um, so we can utilize, so we're all beings of light. And when we harness our light and send it up to the cosmos, um, UFOs or, you know, cosmic beings um, will communicate through light to us. So um, I've communicated with them telepathically through light language and also physically through light in the night sky. And so what does that experience look like? Have you heard anything back? Like describe to me, you're communicating. How does that look? So in CE5 or Cosmic Contact, we actually use radio frequencies for them to dial into and to communicate with. So if we communicate with a ship in the sky, they'll tap into the frequency and it sounds like like what Morse code would sound like, like a series of dots and, and it'll be silent all night until you see a, sight, a sighting and then all of a sudden the radio goes off and you're like, okay, this is communication. Um, so that's like, you know, I like to give the like actual like physical, um, you know, representations of this work. And like, of course, telepathically and like in my channeling states, like I will tap into a stream of consciousness and, you know, feel the entity, feel their frequency and tap into those messages too, um, telepathically in my, in my noosphere. But it's so much more fun and like, it's like a party, like to like be communicating with ships in the sky and to hear them on a radio. It's it's just it's surreal. I love. I have to say, Kat's watching right now. She's like, I'm activated by this conversation. But you know, Kat was my first guest, and I said it then, and I'll say it now. She, to me, you know, I know we're we're talking about no labels, but. Kat is like the embodiment of a light worker. You know, she just is so peaceful and like like you, you know, holds people in that safe space. And so, um, yeah, and then just proof that one person can connect you to so many other people, proof of the power of tapping into your own spirituality. So the last thing I want to ask you about the alien stuff, because I love all ET stuff. Yeah. What's like the, the most profound or strong message you've gotten in those communications? Um, well, it always comes back to love and it always comes back to just like patience, patience with the self, patience with earth. Um, we're all healing. Earth is healing. Um, I think there's this like in the spiritual community, there's this big drive of like new earth is now like we got to anchor, we got to do this like light warriors, we got to do this, we got to do this. And like, a lot of times the message I, I get is like, just like anchor in the love anchor in the light, just be be here now um, because we can get caught up and like, you know, we have grand visions of what earth should be like and how we should, you know, commune and celebrate and all be eating fresh fruits and be in like the natural state of what earth was supposed to be like. But it's like, it's like, it's all good. Like everything is happening in divine plan. Like just be, have fun. Don't take everything so seriously. Like you're doing great. You're doing great. 
<laughs> has your um, journey through discovering what a star seed is, through discovering your own communication with the cosmos, with other galactic beings, does that give you more hope for New Earth? Because I know it can be easy once you start diving in, falling down the rabbit hole, understanding the darkness in our world, it can be easy to kind of lose hope because you see this physical reality and you're like, oh, this is not what this was supposed to be. So do you have more hope now through all of these modalities and all these practices that you have learned? Mm, that's a great, great question. And, you know, it fluctuates. I'll be completely honest. Like, you know, the majority of the time I'm like, yes, everything is going according to plan. We are ascending as a collective. Um, but, you know, then there'll be times where, you know, I will drive and I will see like just the pain, the heartache and, and my heart sinks. And, you know, I feel just like the polarity. And I'm like, Ooh, how how can all this polarity exist when when the vision and is so viscerally strong? So you know, I, you know, I, I it fluctuates, you know, and I think that's part of it is like allowing yourself to feel that hurt, allowing yourself to feel because you know through feeling we're healing and like quantumly when we feel someone else's pain and liberate it into love we're doing it for them you know that that's what jesus did yeah yeah <laughs> and you know when you look back i know jesus was born on christmas eve but a lot of people say he was pisces so you know and sign mm -hmm. of the fish jesus um but yeah i i think the last thing i i want to ask you about is just when we talk about the concept of a star seed or a light worker, it's very much tied to us being put on this planet at this time for a very specific reason. When we're talking about new earth, when we're talking about raising the collective consciousness, bringing the light. So, uh, you know, how do you navigate that? Seeing all the pain, feeling it as there's so much water in your chart, you can probably feel it so deeply. How do you get back to that state of understanding your purpose here and, uh, you know, me, my my mission for the past two years, which totally intuitively came through and now is like my mantra is be the light because I just, I recognize that that's what I was here to do and what I need to do. So how do you get back to that place when you're so in, um, you know, feeling the pain or seeing the chaos or, or even fear? Surrender to it. Just, you know, you're, you know, you're tapping into something that needs healing. Instead of being like, you know, oh, that's not mine, that's someone else's, then that's a disservice to someone else or the collective when when pain or hurt or fear or, you know, just heartache comes into your sphere. Like, it's, it, you know, and this is a practice, right? Like, I don't expect everyone to, like, be in, in the sight of, of fear and be like, oh, I'm going to make love to fear. You know, like, I understand that's... Not everyone says, oh, whoopee, that sounds fun. But like the more you do get comfortable and being like, oh, this fear, what is this fear reflecting? What is this fear? Why is this coming up? Like this aspect of fear is an aspect of me. Like, how can I love it? What what needs to be liberated in this experience right now? And the more you surrender into those icky, into those um, sticky, not so beautiful moments, the more light you anchor, the more the more beauty you anchor, the more the more you liberate. Mm, I can definitely attest to that. 
in my own experience as well. I used to be so like, no, I don't want to face any darkness. And um, the more I do my own work, the easier it is to be that mirror for other people and to just accept. Acceptance is, is huge, I think, in any spiritual mm -hmm. journey. And we're and we're meeting on the solstice, which is the the darkest day of the year. And it's and you know in the West we've victimized and um, kind of downplayed the the medicinal properties of darkness. You know, darkness is where seeds are planted. Darkness is where the void exists, the womb of creation. We wouldn't have light if there wasn't darkness. And I think the more we embody the medicine of the dark, the more light we can anchor in. Yeah, what do you think is the power of understanding your darkness? Because, you know, we all have it. We all have guilt and fear and pain and beliefs that aren't serving us. What is the power of like fully understanding and embracing your own darkness? Stepping into your power. The more you can step into those icky, that fear, the anger, the, you know, those emotions that aren't so beautiful, and the more you can alchemize them and integrate them and transmute them, that all just adds to your power. That just adds to your stability in anchoring in light in this paradigm. So the more you can like kind of go in and like <laughs> go into the darkness and like shovel it through and, and like alchemize it into the light, the more you will be embodied in your light and your power. Yeah, I feel like it just adds to your own tool belt because then you can be that mirror for somebody else going through a similar experience. You're like, oh, I've been through that and this is what helped me or I can just see it and not judge it. And as you're saying all this, of course, I had to look at your chart again. I'm like, you have a stellium in Scorpio. I know you know that, but you're talking about alchemizing the darkness into light. I'm like, girl, you are speaking my language right now. <laughs> I, I love Scorpio energy, like being the alchemist is is the key to this human experience because everything that shows up in our awareness is medicine for alchemy is medicine for evolution so the more we can just embrace every aspect full spectrum that comes into our awareness the more we can embody and emanate full spectrum light oh this has been such an amazing conversation. I know I could probably talk to you for three more hours. Um, so, you know, we'll have to pick this up again later on. But I always end these episodes pulling a card. And for this one, I had to pull from the Starseed Oracle for obvious reasons. Um, but while I shuffle this and get this all ready, I'm going to pull up your Instagram. And I want you to tell people about the retreat you're having and about the free meditation circle tonight, because there's lots of ways to connect with you right now. Absolutely. So this is my sweet little portal on Instagram. Um, I am hosting a Joshua Tree quantum expansion retreat to usher in 2022 with all of the magic. So we'll be in Joshua Tree, which is a really uh, powerful portal for ET contact. The veil is very thin. Um, and this is just going to be a space to really ground down all of your visions for 2022 into reality and to activate the channels and do all of the fun things. So um, I'm taking applications for the retreat. Um, you can DM, DM me on Instagram or just go through the link and you can get to the application. Um, it's gonna be a very, very powerful ceremony. I'm so excited. I rented like in a, a, a lavish villa. It's like, it's going to be 2022. We're bringing in the new year, right? Hot tub underneath the stars, fire ceremony, CE5. 
So if you feel the call to work with me intimately, to work with the self intimately, to work with the cosmic realm intimately, definitely come. And then tonight at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, I'm hosting a free um, solstice, solstice masterclass and meditation just to um, also kind of talk about what we were, were talking about earlier about like how to master the darkness, how to seed um, or plant your seeds in the darkness for a fruitful spring. Um, so that uh, the link is in my stories for that. Um, and it's free. We have I have almost 300 star seeds that have signed up to join us. So it's going to be a really powerful co-creation. And I just have to ask, as you're saying this, you're back home for the holidays, right? Mm-hmm. So are you doing this from like your, your childhood home? Yes. <laughs> and I how am. do you, and so you said you're the black sheep, like how, how are the family members handling mm-hmm. that or, or what does that look like for you? Well, I've been gifted such a beautiful um, earth family and they've totally embraced the weirdness that I am and you know they don't understand any of it and they'll they'll tell me that all the time they're like we don't understand anything but like it looks like 40,000 people do so like who are we to question and I'm like great awesome so you know allowing myself to be who I am with them was an initiation and allowing them to accept me for who I am was an initiation for them and now we just kind of laugh about it um so I love talking about it because it just also inspires others to like kind of come out of the spiritual closet. Yeah, someone said, I would love to do this with you, but it's so late where I am. But what's your advice to people who maybe can't go to the retreat or, um, you know, can't necessarily attend the meditation ceremony tonight? You have other ways to work with you as well. I do. So I have a weekly meditation group, um, the portal. send me a dm and i'll send you the link um and there's like just you know just send me a dm and we'll communicate and we'll figure out a way to work together if it's in your highest excitement i love that in your highest excitement and i just put your (laughs) um handle up on the screen so people can follow you and find you but now i've shuffled plenty so Let's pull a card. What message needs to come through? Okay, the seven star sisters, birthing creations, tapestry of life, expression. That's our card. Are they? As I was just saying, I feel like I identify with the Pleiadians. How perfect. Okay, I'm going to pull up the meaning of this, but do you have any insight to give since you are the starseed expert here? Mm, well, the seven sisters, the Pleiadian star system. So that's tapping into Pleiadian energy, which is very much your frequency. Um, that you know, that anchor in the light. You know, that that just crystalline light frequency. Um, the Pleiadians are just highly telepathic beings, um, beautiful beings, and you know they work very, very intimately with Earth and have worked very intimately with Earth for all of time the Mayans worked with them um, and I think that's why they manifested in the sign of Taurus which is our most grounded constellation Um, so it's like this beautiful synergy of higher consciousness higher light 
um, sisterhood. And yeah. You're saying this. Yes, this is me. I love this. I'm so <laughs> earth. Like, I'm such an earth sign. So sometimes I wonder, like, am I a starseed? Like, I feel very here on earth, you know? Um, but it's funny that you say that too. I don't know. Have you ever been to San Luis Obispo area in California? I've driven through. So I went to college there and it's my favorite place on the earth. There's a an amazing energy there. I would highly recommend anybody go just take a few days, but they have seven mountains there that are a formation and they're called the seven sisters. So I thought that was so interesting. I don't know if that's like the origin behind the name, but anyway, I just thought that was a fun little tidbit. So here's what the, um, the guidebook says. I'll just read it really quick. The seven star sisters, birthing creations, tapestry of life, expression. There are new creations that want to be born beauty that's yearning to be woven, new consciousness that's longing to be breathed into life. If you draw this card, you're being called to surrender to these creations, to usher in a new era of consciousness and do your bit in weaving the web of life. This is the card of the artist and the midwife. You're being called to ponder questions. What wants to be birthed through you? What new creations are whispering in your ear? What beauty are you being called to make? Creativity and intuition come from the same sacred place. They occur when we find ourselves flowing with the rest of life. Earth is renowned as a planet of manifestation and creativity, and yet so many of us have forgotten how to create. Somewhere along the way, we stop seeing ourselves as artists, as creatives, as poets, yet to be human is to be creative. Creativity is part of your true nature. Perhaps you're being called to surrender to a creative project, such as a new business or book. Or perhaps you're being called to weave beauty in your home or in the way you cook. Regardless of the end result, you're being called to express yourself through your creativity, to surrender to the creative projects that both scare and excite you, to find a way to weave beauty back into everyday life. For where there's creativity, spirit and soul are present. And the world needs those qualities now more than ever. Mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> I love that too. Any last thoughts before we wrap this up about that message or anything we talked about today? I think that's a perfect card for today with the solstice, with Capricorn season of really seeding your creative ideas for 2022 into, into the womb of creation, into your being. So today is a really powerful day for med meditation and manifestation. Really, really get down with the self and get clear with the visions for 2022 because today is a day to seed them. Absolutely. And the perfect card to wrap up everything we talked about. Now I'm going to go deep dive into Pleiadians. I'm like, now see, like we just talked about the information will come to you when it's supposed to come to you. And now I'm like, so curious. So thank you for introducing that to me for letting me learn a little bit more about potentially my star family. Um, and thank you for sharing your time with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, and thank you to everybody who tuned in, who asked questions, who gave your feedback. We appreciate you being here too. And we'll be back in a couple weeks with more episodes of The Spiritual Journalist. But until then, stay curious.
Thank you so much for joining our discussion today. If you enjoyed this episode of The Spiritual Journalist, you can find more on thespiritualjournalist.com or you can listen to our conversations wherever you enjoy podcasts. And if you want to learn more about astrology, join me live every weekday morning on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for Transits Today, where we break down the energy of the day based on the movement of the planets and start our morning off in a high vibe. All of the information we share on The Spiritual Journalist is completely free to you. So if you'd like to support more content like this, the easiest way to do so is to subscribe to our YouTube page. Head over to The Spiritual Shop on our website and buy yourself a little something. Or if you're feeling extra generous, you can buy me a coffee to fuel future live streams. Just tap the link in the description or head to buymeacoffee.com and search The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here and I can't wait for our next conversation.